0: Yeah. Who would like to be the guy who starts the show?
1: You you just
0: did. Nose goes. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia. I don't have anything. Just start saying either. words. So I went to a pretty cool chicken nugget restaurant with my buddies. <laughs> and one of my buddies, her name starts with Caitlin. <laughs> uh, bit into a lemon while making direct eye contact with me, <laughs> which I find What's a saying? nightmare. Uh, just the worst it's thing. Just horrible. Just a awful thing to see. Mm. So as we were leaving, Caitlin was behind me. I was going to turn around and keep the door shut so she couldn't open it because I'm very tall and strong and Caitlin's frail and... Mm-hmm. Only two inches tall, so mm-hmm. it made life difficult for her. But instead, I realized I was closing the door on a family, <laughs> a man and his very cute little girls. And so I immediately stopped and I said sorry. And his reaction was to glare at me and say, Yeah. And <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it was, yes, it was an overreaction. I said sorry, clearly seeing that it was a joke and I was trying to play a prank on my friend who he had bunched in front of. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so... He pushed me to the ground, and his three little children walked on top of me. And Caitlin is only two inches tall. I'm very short. I thought he only had two children. He had four. (laughs) I thought he had five children. He had 8 children and they all trampled on me as quantum well. children. <laughs> so anyways, in Minnesota it's very impolite not to hold a door for someone and I will be going to jail for my crime. Mhm. Well, Miss Sophia, but we're going to have to replace her yeah. with that guy and his 100 children. Hello? <laughs> uh, no.
1: Let's, no. Let's play
0: some D&D. <laughs> I'm Kat. I am your DM. Hi, I'm Noelle, and I'm going to leave in the part where you changed your whole demeanor. <laughs> like a robot. That was crazy. And I play France. Hello, I am Sophia. No. <laughs> I work a phone
1: customer service job. Yes, I do change my entire personality based on whether I'm being recorded or not.
0: And I play Leica, and... I am a Teethling Paladin. Wow. Oh, who are you? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I'm Caitlin. probably. I might also be Kat's dad. <laughs> and I play and I play Corbin, who is a human druid. Okay, so last
1: time, uh, you guys talked with the professors from Madria, who told you that Torva's destruction of the world below, now known as Avalis, and that you know what it's called now, uh, it did not wipe out all mortal life, and that there were three other apocalyptic events of this type. Laika and Corbin, you guys made notes to kill all the gods. Uh, you explored the city, and you found a abandoned and desecrated temple of Yoni, and Fran found a water temple. Fran also revealed that she believes her mentor was Torva in disguise, and tried to leave the party, but was convinced to stay through the power of friendship. <laughs> So, now you guys are headed out of Danmar. You uh, made it through the incredibly long line to get out of the city. Jinji and Zeroon are waiting for you guys. Jinji's very happy to see you, Leica. She uh, she jumps up, puts her, her paws on your shoulders, and licks her face a lot.
0: I jump up and lick her face in response.
1: Zerun gives you a polite sniff of the butt.
0: <laughs> I return the favor. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, I think I got treats for them. They appreciate the treats.
1: Gingy eats hers in one bite, and then she whines because she
0: wants more. I give her another one. Do you have another one? I stocked up for the trip.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Zerun, he savors his because he knows that uh, only good boys get treats. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, you know.
0: I'm like, Gingy, he has a point. (laughs) Yeah. Good, good. Before we go, like, now that I'm not leaving the party, I'll put everybody's stuff in my bag of holding. So I thought I was sending them off with my horse before, so... (laughs) Nice. So,
1: you guys are off. You have your map. We've got three people on horseback, one person on wolfback, and you guys are headed north. And you said you wanted to go to Fang Lake, correct?
0: Yeah, because that's the one on the way to Torva's Jaw.
1: Yeah, sort of. It's up to the... the it's on the way to the Temple of Iol, which is mm-hmm. where you'll need to go before you go to Torva's Jaw. Yeah. Right. Um, So Fang Lake is about a day's ride north of where you are now. Um, And you are starting out late in the day, which is smart for the desert, but you guys are actually heading away from the desert. So you guys... Ride for a few hours before the landscape changes from that hard-packed earth to more lush grass and greenery. Uh, The road that you're taking follows one of the canyons up uh, as the, the scenery changes from desert to greenery. And you can see to the north and west of you, there is a large forest. The road ahead continues through a valley. Uh, which is mostly just grassland. The forest, which is where you'll need to head for Fang Lake, that slopes upwards in a small hilly knoll towards the Pogs Woods is what is marked on your map. But by the time you get to the edge of the forest, it is nighttime. Do you want to proceed, or would you like to wait until the morning?
0: Uh... I think we should wait. Yeah. Yep, set up camp. Cool. I will take first watch. Like a... Fran gives you a hug. Oh, wow. And then just goes to sleep. (laughs) Leica's too shocked Um. to react, but she like thinks about it. She's like, wow. (laughs) I have all night long. She just like, as she's like sitting out looking into darkness, she's like, Wow! (laughs) And Corbin, Fran takes back. You're part of the bandolier too. Oh. She puts him away. (laughs) Um. okay, so Leica takes first watch. Alright. So, who takes second watch? I guess I will, because Sophie is just staring at me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, wake me up, Laika. I wake wake Corbin up.
1: So, Laika, when you go to bed, Gingy, she curls up around you, and Zarun cuddles in on the other side, so you are spooning between two wolves. Ah, my heaven. I know. Corbin, during your watch...
0: Okay. So your watch is uneventful, Sweet. and Fran. Uh oh. I mean, unless the I, goddess takes a watch, no, I'll a- take the next watch, and I. I sit up inside my bedroll. <laughs> just with my little head peeking out, and I'm looking around. Cute. <laughs> is that? Do you wake up without me having to wake you up? Do you just naturally arise when it's time? Yes. Okay. And you just sit up like a vampire from a coffin. Well, as you do that, I lie down. <laughs> uh, it's just like insane. Yeah, Very creepy creepy. Horrible. I hate this. All right,
1: Fran. Your watch is also
0: uneventful. So then it's the goddess's watch. Which do you wake up, the goddess? Oh, yeah. I just shake her awake. Yeah. Yeah, she wakes up. And I um, lay down again just as I arose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, like, roll over, shake her a little bit, and roll back over mm-hmm. asleep
0: before mm-hmm. she's even, like, fully awake. Yeah. I do not check if she's awake and actually <laughs> knows what I want. I'm asleep before she can say a word. <laughs> or sign a word, as the case maybe? Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So,
1: just before dawn... All three of you are awoken by a huge tremor that shakes the earth. And when you wake up, as you look around to see what could have caused that, it's very readily apparent. Because there is a huge spike of earth, like there's still trees on it even, that's been flipped up and is jutting out of the ground. And the goddess is standing in front of it, and she looks terrified.
0: What the heck? Did she do that? (laughs) (laughs) You're so strong, Mary (laughs) Mary, that's incredible Mary, my Mary (laughs) Um, The goddess
1: looks back at the three of you and signs, I I heard a noise and I don't know what happened, I just tried to make a light You kicked the shit out of that noise, Mary (laughs) I I don't know why that happened i was just trying to make a light are you sure it was you i'm pretty sure do it again so she does she casts light and uh her hand glows the way it should and then a tree explodes
0: ah mary that's so cool (laughs) mary you're crazy strong You're a crazy friend. She's-
1: <laughs> <laughs> she would
0: he- call you Crazy Mary.
1: She <laughs> just shakes her head. She's shaking her head. Just that is. Not- I did not. She signs. I did not make that happen. That is not what I wanted to happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wildcard Mary strikes again. That was so cool. What kind of pranks is she gonna get up to next? Um. But as a magic user who's made a lot of mistakes, Mary. This is probably just an extremely cool thing that will go away if you practice your little spells for a while. You've never been away from Estra, which is draining a lot of your magical power, so you probably just need to recalibrate. But don't do it too fast, because this is amazing. (laughs) Do another one. Again, Uh, again.
1: again. Do it again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so she uh, casts... I guess she just casts light again. That's a cantrip, right? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah and this time a uh, jet of hot steam erupts from the ground. Where is it? Uh, just a little ways away from you guys. You guys, I will say one thing did
0: just occur to me. What if like, we're standing on top of a super volcano and this is just really poorly well-timed and we're all about to die? <laughs> poorly well-timed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's a coincidence. Oh, the horses, (laughs) the horses are all at this point freaking out, by the way. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Well, regardless of if there's a super volcano, if steam comes out of the ground and we're standing where that steam is, that wouldn't be great. But Mary would never do that, right? And I look at the
1: goddess. (laughs) The goddess shakes her head uh, emphatically. No, no. She signs again. I don't know why this is
0: happening. (laughs) Well, I think Fran's theory is probably correct. You are a god. (laughs) Have you ever exercised your power before? She
1: shrugs. She signs yes all all the time, constantly on Estra. I was using my power to keep the island afloat. That was most of
0: what I did. All of those days of prayer were to, to keep the island up. But have you ever, like, used your powers to fight? Have you ever used them for anything other than healing or managing Estra? She shakes her head and signs, no, that's why I have had guardians. So I didn't have to use my powers for fighting. Have gods always been limited in their powers? Like, can the god of fire only exercise his or her powers of fire? She shrugs, I don't know. I've never met another god
1: for you is there other things you can can't do again she shrugs like i wasn't really trained to do more than i i know how to use my powers to to make protections and i know how to use my powers to heal people i know how to make a, a sending but i've never had to fight i don't i don't even know how i would channel my powers in that way I,
0: Lucky for you, you're with three total badasses now, Mary. And we're going to teach you how to use your power for destruction. Uh, Corbin, Kill all the gods. Corbin leans into Leica and says, Fran just totally called me a badass. <laughs> Laika's like, I know, I heard. just be cool. We have to both be cool. Oh, Freaking out. I say, she hugged me last night. God, she hugged. All of us. <laughs> <laughs> Fran, is, Fran is pretending she can't hear, but she can <laughs> um, So are you guys- um, I do want to ask, I, I want to ask, um, Zaroon, is there anything you know about Kai?
1: Mm. Zerun, uh had run off to, s- to sniff around the exploded tree and the jet of earth and everything. But he comes back when you call for him. <laughs> mm. I know the name, but it is a name of antiquity.
0: What, What can she do? What are her powers?
1: I cannot speak to the specifics of her powers. We did not train the goddess much in the ways of the wolf clan. Her powers were trained mostly by the deer and crow. And he looks at the goddess uh, and and says, But we taught you the ways of the forest. We taught you to run and to hunt and track. And the goddess nods and signs, Yes, you taught me all of that. Zarun says, So you know. How to fight, my goddess? It is only a matter of if you are willing to use that training.
0: Does the goddess get retrained every time she's reborn? That's a good question,
1: yes, and no, because each time it's a new body, yeah, so each time the body has to be retrained, but normally the goddess retains like the mental knowledge mm-hmm. of how to do all of this, so right. they've never had to teach her how.
0: So she just like builds her strength. Yeah. So,
1: so the, the wolf clan does, you know, the physical training of her body and like toughens her souls so she can run further. Mm -hmm. And, and the crow clan and the deer clan are more responsible for her, her spiritual training, training of her magic. Particularly the deer clan teaches her how to shape raw energy uh, into magic, whereas the
0: crow clan teaches her more of the uh, nature magic. So I am going to ask Zerun, You you trained the goddess. Did you know that she doesn't have her memories?
1: We suspect as much, but it is not until recently that you have. And he looks at the goddess as he says this. You have only recently found your voice. It is good to see you speak. So really among your friends Aww.
0: Aww. that's cute does the goddess say anything
1: so to speak so yeah. to
0: speak
1: <laughs> the goddess just sort of she she doesn't respond to that she just sort of shrugs and shuffles a little she's embarrassed yeah
0: i get it i'm constantly embarrassed by my own emotions <laughs> yeah <laughs> all of us all of us
1: Bunch of teens who don't know how to express themselves. And adults. And adults. Or like,
0: (laughs) and grown adults. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, after you've calmed down your horses and your wolves and packed up your camp, you are off into the woods. Pogs Woods is, it's very pleasant. It's a sunny day. It's still pretty hot out here. But it's definitely nowhere near the scorching heat of the desert that you have just been in. All the trees are just starting to leaf out. It's early spring. Some of the bushes that you pass by, they have flowers on them. Um, and actually, I'm going to have you guys make survival checks. Okay. You're all pretty good at the woods, so it's a pretty low check.
0: I got 18. 19. 5.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Oh, I'll have the goddess roll. It's the same character. Oh, shit. Goddess rolled a natural 20. Whoa, girl. She got inspired. Yeah, so (laughs) the goddess, Corbin, and Laika, you guys are all totally fine navigating these woods. Fran, however, (laughs) you, it just seems like Every single root in the road that your horse is tripping on and low hanging branches just hit you straight in the face (laughs) left and right. Bugs start, uh, biting you. Mm -hmm. Biting flies are coming out and they don't, they don't seem to be going for anybody else except for you.
0: Standing water mosquitoes.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, actually, some mosquitoes. I really am standing (laughs) water. Mosquitoes, uh, some mosquitoes come to lay eggs in your hair and you have to swat them away. Mm -hmm. But after about half a day, uh, you guys make it to Fang Lake. Fantastic! Perfect delivery. <laughs> Perfect. It is a long, narrow lake filled with greenish water. And surrounding this lake are ruins. Moss is growing on these huge, broken columns that dot the shoreline. The columns that are still whole, you see, have ornate stone shields decorating them. And although most of the paint has worn away, there are still patches where you can see that this was once very brightly painted. Going across the lake, there are big chunks of stone that stick out of the water, the remains of a bridge that used to span across the lake. And at the end of this broken bridge, there's a big stone pedestal on the north side of the lake. There is a broken archway above this stone pedestal, and you can see on the ground next to it, there is a very ornate stone shield, more decorated than any of the others that are still hanging up. And this is on the opposite side of the lake from where we are? Yes. Yeah, so you can coming, still see it? Yeah, you're coming from the south side of the lake. The pedestal and this huge shield are on the north side. Um, I'm going to have you make perception
0: checks. Okay, I'm doing my perception checks specifically on the lake. Oh, okay. 14. 9. Uh, 14. All right. Corbin, you don't see shit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You are distracted as you see a flock of birds flying overhead.
0: Yeah, I try to say hi to them.
1: Uh, They don't respond. They honk at you, in fact. (gasps) I try to honk back. Uh, Honk! They fly away in a V formation. Oh, I know what those birds are. (laughs) They're big ol' meanies. They're poop birds. Okay, but Laika and Fran, you see that... In all of these stone uh, shields and columns, there are indents that it looks like there used to be something in these indents, probably some sort of metalwork or jewels. And you can see there are huge scratches around these indents where they've been pried out by somebody. You also notice near that pedestal on the other side of the lake, um, you can't see it very well from where you are, but there is a patch of earth that looks like it's been recently disturbed. What about the lake itself? Uh, You don't see anything in the lake. Um, The goddess, by the way, she stays behind the three of you um, and she signs, I I hope you are not offended that I think it will be best if I stay back.
0: Um, What do you mean?
1: She motions towards the ruins of the lake, says this is clearly the temple of another god and we don't know how sensitive they are. And clearly Torva, at least, can track my divine presence, and I don't want to make our presence more known here than is necessary.
0: I ask Zerun if he will stay with her.
1: Uh, of course, it is my duty to protect the goddess at duty. all times.
0: <laughs> I kiss my grandpa wolf on the cheek.
1: All right, so they, um, they post up a little bit further into the woods, a ways away from where you guys are.
0: What's the distance from, like, there's a bridge that goes- The bridge
1: used to go directly from where you are at the south side of the lake to the northern pedestal. However, it is broken into several chunks, and there's parts of it that have sunken completely into the lake, and other parts that are,
0: you know, it's, it's not a clear shot across anymore. Cool, so should we go across the lake, or should we go around? I know that Corbin made a really low perception check, but I definitely vote for not going into the lake- Especially if it's green and we can't see anything inside of it. Uh, Fran is going to argue with you. <laughs> I know she is. Uh, Fran definitely wants to go in the lake. Corbin turns to Fran and he says, There's only one way you're getting me inside or near that lake. And it is if you go in there and you swim around, and you make sure there's no... Luckness monsters. I do jump it. in the
1: lake. Go. Uh, okay, I'm going to have you roll another perception check then. Oh, yeah, because no there's a monster in
0: there and I know it. <laughs> Water is danger. Now we get to fight it. That's 13. Okay, and I'm also going to have you make, uh just do a straight dex check. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. So that's a 13 as well. Okay. You swim through this green
1: silty water and you can't see very far underneath. You notice right away that there are no fish in this lake. There's not even like any sort of seaweed or anything growing in there. It's just green and algae and it sticks to your skin in a really unpleasant way. I hate it. Like it <laughs> it almost feels more like slime than water. Oh no. And you're really not able to see anything until... You're about almost to the other side of the lake when you see something. If you had breath in the water, it would take it away. At the bottom of the lake, there's a long, withered body of a tentacled abomination, which is half on the land and half in the water. At first, you don't know what this is, and you see the tentacles moving in the water, but you realize it's just the current moving, these tentacles, And as you pop up onto land and you get a closer look at this thing, it has been dead for a very, very long time. The skin is dry and papery on land. The skin underwater is flaking off and rotting. And it's been dragged up onto that pedestal
0: and there is a trail of blood. And I'm now at the north side of the lake? Yeah. Is the blood fresh?
1: No, it is old. It looks like it's very old.
0: Uh, okay. Is it this thing's blood, or is it somebody else's blood? That's a good question. <laughs> I I wave to you guys from the other side of the lake, and I shout, Come on in! The water's great! Not, like, objectively, though. Corbin just realized that he can turn into a bird, and he turns into a bird, and he flies over to Lake. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess on Gingy, and they walk around the lake.
1: Leica, <laughs> uh, on your way around the lake, you're coming up to the carcass of this thing when gingy yelps and she she steps back because she stepped on something that cracked under her paw and you get off her back to look at it and it is a humanoid skeleton
0: i check her paw is her paw okay
1: uh yeah it's it's okay it a l- little bit
0: cut she need healing
1: no she didn't take any real damage
0: My also gun. i mm-hmm. want to say that i'm still a crow I'm not turning back into okay. a human. Do you land on anything or anybody? I land on your head. <laughs> <laughs> My head is now like that nasty green water. So, oh, I like, get off immediately. You're up I in it. I crow in agony. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I do. Brand laughs and like quaffs her hair into a pompadour. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I hate that, but I love it. Okay, so I would obviously like to investigate this skeleton. Oh, I got a two, so I'm just like, whatever. I But I do say, like, hey, guys, I found some cool chew toys. <laughs> um, okay, so I walk over, and I take out my magnifying glass that I bought at the Oasis Market, and I, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> well, there's two skeletons on the ground. I see those, and Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs>
1: so Jinji stepped on one, uh, and there is a second one not too far from it. A cursory glance tells you that one of them was likely killed by decapitation because its head is not connected to its body. I pick up the skull and I say, "Alas,
0: poor Yorick."
1: <laughs> and no Who's one, uh, Yorick. Yeah,
0: not not Rick, not Yorick, my Rick,
1: not Rick. So, <laughs> as you guys are making these bad jokes, I mean, have you make some uh, another set of perception checks? Can I do an investigation check on Oh this? yeah, do an investigation check on the skeleton oh, first. Oh y'all, if you I want. just
0: I just rolled a Nat 20 for that perception check FYI. Okay. Nice. I get ten for perception. Eight. I got eleven for the investigation.
1: Okay. What you notice when you're investigating these skeletons is that they don't have any equipment on them. Do they have clothes? Nope. These are naked skeletons. <laughs> so, Laika and Fran, you guys are investigating these skeletons and uh you're saying to each other, like, how odd it is. They're like, where is all their equipment? Like, it shouldn't have rotted away. It would have been metal. No matter how old these skeletons are. Um, I say, I think they were just naked. <laughs> <laughs> and as you t- guys are talking about that, Corbin, you're you're still a crow, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're just flying around up mm-hmm. there. And you notice coming out of the water, there are these horrors. They have hard green carapaces and two arms with massive serrated pincers. Red tentacles spill from their mouths, or what you think are their mouths, because you you can't tell, even if this is a face that you're looking at. They have another two sets of limbs they're using as legs, and long fish tails. Is it called a Cthulhu? No, it's just called a, a Chul. Cthulhu. So Cthulhu. Yeah, Cthulhu. yeah so... You see these as they come up behind Laika and Fran. And one of the chules has a white sword with a glittering gold hilt stuck in its carapace.
0: Welcome to the interlude. Today, I'm joined by my nephew, Max, who's shaking a canister of dice. He loves to do it. Max, do you have anything to say? Effusive. You dropped it. Today, I would like to thank our iTunes listeners. That goes out to Moraishi, Blossom Briar, Boo Radley, President, excuse me, President Boo Radley of Earth. Professor PFM, 4-1-MPP, and Abscom. Um, Thank you all so much for your reviews and ratings. It really, 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 actually, really does help us. Especially you, Abscom, who apparently will never play D&D in a normal way ever again. <sighs> As you have said that you'll never be able to play a character that doesn't have a nipple-chafing boob window or a proclivity for massive dumps. Max, you can't learn words yet, right? Cool. I also want to thank our new Patreon subscribers. That goes out to Joanna, Jay, Phoebe, and Kayla. Um, We are so blessed and pleased to have you as part of our Patreon family, and we hope you like the content we have there. What else do you think about the Patreon donors? Oh, Max, that's so real. And now for a word from the lovely and talented Venture Maidens. Hey everyone! We're here to tell you about the Venture Maidens podcast. Four
1: lifelong
0: gamers. Four longtime friends doing a real play Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast, including such themes as ooh awkward NPC romance, darts to the butt, chopping things with axes. Find us on iTunes, Spreaker, Twitter facebook or twitch new episodes every other sunday or every other wednesday on twitch check out our website www.theventuremaidens.com and start the quest today until then venture away I also want to encourage you guys to check out audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash dspn. You can do that on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, and there are 180,000 titles to choose from. They've got Handmaid's Tale. They've got 1984. They've got other things that will remind you about... This world we live in. For no reason, because on Dames and Dragons we keep it light and airy. <laughs> so, if you go to audibletrial.com dspn, you'll get a free 30-day trial, a free audiobook, and you'll be able to try out their service and see if you like it. You, too, could be avoiding listening to Handmaid's Tale by listening to Star Trek Voyager Mosaic by Jerry Taylor. Narrated by Kate Mulgrew herself! You could do that. That's something you could do. So again, that's audibletrial.com slash dspn to get your free audiobook. And if you like Star Trek, we at Dames and Dragons have a special event coming up related to Star Trek next week, so I would keep an eye on our social media for announcements regarding that. And now for as Max jumps like a crazy man in my arms... Mm. Now for a word to Chantel.
1: Chantel, the code word is a low lay Lola. Because you rolled a natural twenty on that perception, you have the first move in initiative. So you you have one round before
0: anybody else. Okay, I actually had this plan because this is why I stayed a bird because I knew we were gonna get attacked by fucking something. Oh I, <laughs> I positioned myself above them and I dive bomb them. And I scream as I'm falling, both as a crow and a human. So it, it turns from a crow scream to a human scream. It's cool. like, <laughs> It's kind of like that. So your crow sounded way more like a human than your human <laughs> did. But... And then I take my spear as I'm falling, and I jam it through one of their heads. Okay, try. Try! <laughs> <laughs> Roll attack, me. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, five.
1: Yeah, no, that does not hit. You no? Know? After making that really impressive... Thanks. Scream, but you just land in between the two of them.
0: Cool, I'm dead.
1: Uh, well, it looks really
0: cool. Yeah. And now we're in an issue 13, 12.
1: Did you roll a one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got a one. <laughs>
1: Corbin, despite your heroics and early warning system, the jewels get an attack in before. Laika and Fran are able to turn around and the first one is gonna go for you Fran no. that is a 16 does that hit oh yeah okay so that is gonna be 11 damage and I'm gonna have you make a uh, strength check okay that's 10 you are gripped by this thing's pincer fuck and you'll
0: need to make a constitution save okay <laughs> 20 but not natural 20 okay then you're good you're fine
1: Alright, so then the second tool will go for Corbin. Uh, no, that misses. That is a natural one. It goes to pincer you, and it just clips right above your head. Dumbass! <laughs> Alright, and then, Corbin, it is your turn.
0: Okay. I'm gonna cast Moonbeam. And I'm gonna hit the tool that's not holding Fran.
1: Okay. So that is a
0: 14. Uh, my self-save DC is 15, so it can suck it. Okay. Uh, so... Six and a nine. That's 15, because I play cribbage. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> so I raise my uh, badass spear staff into the sky, and I say,
1: <laughs> Thou wilt shalt not wilt not pass!
0: <laughs> and I cast Moonbeam.
1: Great! And then it is Laika's turn.
0: So I can do this thing called Channel Divinity. Uh, you can cause spectral vines to spring up and reach for a creature within 10 feet that you can see- they must succeed on a strength or dexterity saving throw or be restrained by the vines. On a success, it frees itself and the vines vanish. I want to do this as one action and then I'm going to do something else. Okay,
1: so uh, it has to make a strength strength or dexterity, you said? Yes. Okay. 20 but not natural. You done got me. Okay, so you uh, you cast this spell and spectral vines start to wrap their way around the tool's legs. But it immediately, with its immense strength, is able to rip its legs out from the vines and av- advance on you. uh is this the one that's holding Fran?
0: uh yeah, if that's the one that you've targeted, yes, <laughs> yes, it was. okay, well, let's try something else. So I want to attack, and I want to use divine smite, and my attempt in attacking is to cut off the arm that is holding Fran, okay, rolled hit. Oh, natural 20. Oh, that's double damage! <laughs> All right, roll it. Yup. Yes.
1: So that's 70. 40 damage total. Jeez. So, uh, like a, uh, you slice this thing and you aren't able to chop its arm clean off, but you bring your greatsword down on its arm and white energy radiates from the spot where you strike it and it screams. And the sound is. It feels like it's crawling in your skin as it screams, but it drops Fran and retreats. It skitters back to uh, the side of its friend. Jam on toast.
0: (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) God. Damn on toast. All right. uh, Now, Fran, it is your turn. All right. So am I prone? Yes. All right. So I get up and so I'm going to cast Fireball and that will get both of them because they're in a 25- Radius. Yeah,
1: so they have to make dex saves, right? Yep. First one is 13. That fails. Okay. And the next one is a 17.
0: And that one passes.
1: Okay, so no sword. He takes full damage and sword takes half, right?
0: Yep. So I reach out my finger. I point to a point behind them enough that they'll be within the edge of my spell. Mm-hmm. And the one that passed its check is going to take 13 damage. Okay. Uh, the other one takes an additional fifteen damage, so that's going to be a total of twenty-eight.
1: Okay, so you cast fireball, and fire engulfs these two. The one that does not have a sword in its back is able to leap clear, um, so it is only singed. However, the other one is completely engulfed, and when the the fireball dies down, you can see its its carapace is cracked and hardened. In blackened and then it shrieks again that same shriek that just gets under your skin and the black hardened outer shell bursts away from it and there's a slightly lighter shell underneath oh okay and in addition to this the fireball having a 40 foot diameter has set the nearby woods on fire so now there's a forest fire as well
0: well Um, nothing we can do you can shape water you'll fix it later (laughs) i can't shape that much water (laughs) we'll get
1: we'll get through it yeah all right so no sword he is next and uh he's gonna go after fran again looking for some revenge so that is a 13 that's a hit oh that hits dang 12 damage okay oh shit it gets to make two attacks no. So it'll make its second attack on you. I could
0: die. What's your What's your HP? I got eighteen.
1: Okay. Uh, that is a ten.
0: No, that doesn't hit.
1: Okay, and you're gonna need to make another
0: strength save. That's an eleven. Uh, nope. You are trapped. <laughs> All right. Which one is this? The same one? Yeah, same one. He's back at it again. <laughs> Damn it! And the Krispy Kreme. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um. So now he's got you. So Sortie Boy is going after Corbin, and cool. that is going to be a 16. Yeah, it hits. So that's 11. And then make a strength save to see if you are trapped by it. Oh, fuck.
0: Oh, it's a natural 20. Fuck off, guys. Nice. <laughs> nice.
1: All right. So Corbin, he is going to attack with his tentacles. So you are going to need to make a constitution saving throw. 17. Okay. The chul grabs you in its pincers, but you are able to get your hands up so you are able to push its pincers apart. And as it's coming down at you with this mouthful of red tentacles that are spilling from its carapace, you force the pincers apart and duck underneath its legs. Uh, and come up behind
0: it. Damn right, bitch. Yeah. And now, Corbin, it is your turn again. Oh, cool. Um, Should we be trying to get the sword out? I mean, it doesn't seem like they're getting special power from it. Cat is smiling. Well, which one had its uh, carapace broken off? Was that the no sword? I would assume.
1: No, sword one. Yep, it was sword one. Who? So
0: if the sword's on its carapace. Yeah, but it's still stuck in there. Like, it, it has, has several layers. In. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So These things have a so, lot. But it's not as stuck in anymore. So I'm gonna turn into a crow and get on top of its back.
1: Okay, so you're going to use wild shape to turn into a crow.
0: Yep, I'm gonna use my my wild shape. I fly up and I land as close as possible, as close as crowly possible (laughs) to the sword. uh, And I try to yank it out.
1: Are you going to do that in crow form or in human Uh, form?
0: No, I'm gonna turn back into a human to yank it out.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have you make a strength save. Yeah. Just to stay on this thing's back. And then you'll make another one to try and pull the sword uh, out.
0: Strength is not my strength. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a nine, so I probably got flung no. off. <laughs>
1: yeah, you are instantly, it bucks you off almost
0: no. instantly. I tried, And you, you are thrown prone. Can I make a dexterity saving throw as a reaction? Yes, yeah. you can make okay. a dexterity
1: save to see if you're able to avoid being prone.
0: That is 18.
1: Okay, yeah. So you are thrown from this creature's back and you uh, do the cool, like, land on... The balls of your feet and your hands as you slide backwards.
0: Cool. Sweet, sweet. I look badass. You do. You look very badass. <laughs> I've accomplished nothing, but I looked cool. That's like my whole MO this battle, you guys. <laughs> it's working. Okay, Laika, it's your turn. <laughs> um, so what I like to do then is attack and use Ponderous Smite. Okay. And that's a bonus action. So what I like to do again is like try to cut off the arm and like have it pushed back. Okay. Mmm... Uh-huh. Six plus seven.
1: Not enough. So, uh, Laika, you make a wild arcing swing for this thing's uh, arm in order to cut uh, Fran free, and you
0: just m- miss spectacularly. So I'm going to try and use uh Thunder's might again. Fail. Okay. What <laughs> was that? That was a uh, three plus seven, so okay. ten. It yeah, yeah. didn't hit. That did not hit. All right. And then it is Fran's turn. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just, like, in this thing's grasp. Yep. I think I'm going to use Witch Bolt. Witch Bolt? <laughs> I, I won't, I won't engage <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I laughed before Cat even said it because I knew it was coming. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to, like, put my hands on its, like, pincers in particular as okay. I cast it so that I can get out of it.
1: Okay. Oh, and you also actually, before you even get to do that, uh, make another strength save. Oh, because I have to see yeah. if I can get out. I can't. Okay, right. <laughs> right. Seven. So, seven. So, Fran, you're uh, trying to push the <laughs> pincers
0: away, and you're just not able to. Yeah, so, so I'm going to use some magic. Wait, I have a question really quick. So this is the same one that grabbed her before, right? Yep. So is its one pincher, like, like on the ground, like, useless, and it's used its only one? To well, like- it
1: has, both of them are still on it. One of them is
0: badly hurt. Okay. So it is using its unharmed right, okay. pincer arm. Okay. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to cast Witch Bolt as I pu- <laughs> as I push again to try and get out of this thing's grasp. Yeah, that's over twenty. Okay. Yep, that hits. Five, two. That's sixteen damage.
1: Alright. And now it's back to And did I get out? Alright, like I'll have you make one more one more roll to see if you can get out. Uh, yeah, All right, yeah thanks
0: Nice job. Yeah, I didn't. I got an eight. <laughs> okay.
1: Nope. You still, even though you, you hurt it greatly, and in fact, it instead tightened its grip on you Yeah.
0: Uh, in response sense. to the pain. By the way, how do these things look at this point? Are they, like, very... I mean, obviously the one has, like, an exploded yeah. carapace, but...
1: Uh, so no... damage. damage? Like- no sword is looking pretty rough. Uh, he's oozing from some places, but sorty uh, apparently the fire, fire bath did him some good, and he's not looking too bad. We, haven't,
0: we haven't attacked him nearly as much. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. That's really I just, what it is. I thought it was related maybe to the sword, but... but. I want to pull that sword out of his body. Yeah, I've <laughs> just, I just feel like it's cool if we pull the sword out. I think <laughs> yeah. we do, yeah.
1: Um, and so it is going to keep on uh, ripping at you since <laughs> you're the one hurting it. And it's going to see if it can use its bad pincer to hurt you more.
0: Does it have disadvantage then? Because injured? It'll have disadvantage on its first attack.
1: Um, so it does not hit you on its first uh, attack. It's, it's trying, but its bad pincer is just too too bad. It can't do it. So instead, it uses its good pincer to tighten its grip more, and that is a 10. Uh, no, that does not hit. Okay, it's just too weak in or- to do that, so now Thank it is you. on to Sword Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sword Jewel's c- going after Corbin still.
0: Yeah, cool.
1: Oh, that is a critical failure on its <laughs> first attack. Suck it. It, uh, it actually it hits itself in the face. Oh, does oh. it take
0: any damage? Yeah, does it take damage?
1: It took one damage from that. And so on its second attack... That is going to be 17.
0: Yeah, that hits. Okay. Uh, Why is so happy when she hits us? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. That is 11 damage. Uh, And
1: and now please make a uh, strength saving throw.
0: Well, that's a three, so. Nope,
1: nope. Now Corbin. Corbin is now up in (laughs) a pincer.
0: What's your health? in sword pincer? Uh, yes, I am at twenty-one. Are you okay? I'm yeah. I'm like at half health. I double. need healing still. What's yeah. your health? Um, I'm at eighteen. If I have a lower AC. Yeah, you're more <laughs> likely to get hit. I'll heal you. Yeah, well, it's then- Corbin's turn now, yeah. and you
1: are in. You are being held I'm by Sorty, and uh,
0: I can still like make it cast a spell though, right? Yeah, yeah. You okay. can do anything. Uh, I cast healing word on you. And what's your word? Fran. Um. Crab cakes. Nice. That's what I'm going to make out of you assholes when we're done here. <laughs> That's a lot of words. Yeah, well, I'm having a lot of feelings. <laughs> That's uh, nine points of health for you, Thank you. Okay, and then Laika, you're up next. Here's what's up. I'm going to use Thunder Smite, maybe, if this works. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and push him back in the direction of the moonbeam. But I- obviously I'm hoping he will drop Fran <laughs> I got a two! <laughs> but I want to expend one of my luck points to okay. reroll. Yes, that is a 24. Okay, great. Okay. 18. Can I attack the other one with your second attack? Sure. Yeah, okay, cool. 16.
1: Uh, that just hits 14. So you hit its arm, the arm that it is using to hold Fran with your Thunderous Smite. And there is a crack of thunder as you do so. And you slice its arm clean off. And while the pincer falls to the ground with Fran in it, she is still trapped inside its grip. (laughs) Um, It is pushed back into Corbin's moonbeam as you planned. And then the other one takes some damage. All right. So uh, Fran, it is
0: your turn now. Please make a strength oh, saving. Nope, I got a two. Okay. I'm going to use enlarge and reduce to enlarge this claw so I can get out of it. Oh, cool. <laughs> <That's> cool. <laughs> All right, cool. You All do right. it. All right, I'm out of it now. Nice. It's a big old claw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. All right, now it's back. Clamber out and I stand on top of it. <laughs> do you clomber out? <laughs> and then I, um. I'm just I. But can I? I, can I have some kind of advantage on aiming? Because I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> Are you, well, uh, yes. So on your next turn, you will. Don't try
1: it. So no sword uh, is going first and. Uh, Moonbeam. Yes, he Moon takes beam. Constitution save. Constitution save. Yeah. That's a 10. No.
0: Uh, uh, that does not beat my spell save DC, which is 15. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's horrible thing. So, <laughs> so I need two D Uh, and that is eight and six. Which it's dead. I, it's oh, so good, so good, so good, so good, so good, so good,
1: so good. All right. So it is pushed back by Leica's attack into this moonbeam, and although it tries to to scramble out from. This searing ray of silvery light, it just isn't quick enough, and it's not tough enough, and it just is burned by this light, and it shrivels up, shrieking, and falls to the ground.
0: Crab dead! Dead. Jam on toast. Anyone in the mood for seafood? (laughs)
1: All right, now it's just sorty. It's just sorty against all three of you. So it is gonna go for Fran, up on top of that big ol' claw. 20, but not natural. Shit. <laughs> and so oh it grabs God. you again. Don't you
0: think you need to climb up it? If
1: it's sure, but big. it has enough movement that it can definitely oh, okay. climb that. Okay. So it climbs up using just its back four legs, uh, if this pincer is still out, and it grabs you in one pincer. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just
0: never escape. God fucking damn it. All I right, so t- I gotta t- do t- a t- strength t- save, oh. right? Yeah. I did good. So that is going to be 14. Okay. Um, And I rolled an 18 to not be caught by it.
1: Okay. So this time you are fucking ready for it. Even though <laughs> the jagged, sharp edges of the pincers dig into your skin, you have your arms out and you... Push this thing's pincers wide open and hold it open like a, uh, you know, in all those movies where they hold up in the shark jaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. I say practice makes perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Oh, and now it gets to make its second attack. Yeah. So and it misses you. Uh. And now it is Corbin's turn.
0: Um. Okay. So I'm gonna use uh, call lightning. It has a range of 120 feet. Mm -hmm. And each creature within five feet of that point must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay.
1: Uh, That is a 17. And Fran, what's your dexterity save? You are definitely within five feet of this. God
0: damn it. Oh, shit. It's already happening. Oh. That's 10. Okay. I'm going to die from this. Tragically, Fran will take full (laughs) damage. (laughs) And uh, it's going to take half damage. Right. It's 12. Yes, thank you for doing math. Okay, 12? Yeah, it's 12. Okay, and so this one takes six? Yep. Okie dokie. you dead. I have one hit point left. Are you serious? How low were you? I was at thirteen. The best way to do this. I want to use one of my actions to heal Fran. Okay. And then one of my actions to try and pull the sword out from that dude. Do you want me to roll to like climb up the claw or can I just
1: roll for it? It's gonna be a low check though. Okay, cool.
0: Oh, good. So I got like nineteen plus whatever. Yeah, so you're able to climb. So I can uh, heal you for twenty-five hit points. Oh damn. Are you going to? Yeah. Thank well, you. You're healed. And I say, the doctor's in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and everyone you're is nice. deeply upset. The chule hey. just sort of like skitters back a little bit. It, also, <laughs> it really is upset by that. I loved too. it.
0: I like roll up my sleeves that I don't have because I'm wearing armor. And I'm like, I rub my hands together. And I'm about to do Misty Step. And I'm going to pull this damn sword out of this guy's bottom. All oh. right. Well,
1: it's in his like shoulder but okay and if you're landing on top of it i'm gonna have you make a strength save t- in order to stay on it i got a 17 all right yeah you're able to stay on top of it and i'll have you make another strength save in order to pull the sword out
0: yes that's good it's a 22
1: okay all right so here's what happens you run and climb up this claw and grab fran's foot as you're pulling yourself up healer for 25 <laughs> hit points <laughs> and use her to help you hoist yourself up and just as like fran's starting to be like pulled off balance by this you're gone and then you reappear on this thing's back it tries to buck you off but it's not able to you're you are just too strong you've already got your hands around the hilt of that sword and you yank it from the creature's carapace and it screams, and it screeches, and it rides. And I'm going to have you make another strength save to stay on top and not be thrown.
0: Well, I failed it. It's okay. a seven.
1: All right. You are knocked from its back, and you fall prone with a sword gripped in your
0: hand. And Kat just wants to hurt me right now. <laughs> did it take any damage from her ripping it out? It
1: did, actually. It took ten damage.
0: Hmm. Good. Ha!
1: Boys, are back in town. <laughs> um... And now, Fran, it is your
0: turn. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do, I think, Scorching Ray. Scorching Ray. Some get scorched and others taste the pain. That didn't make sense. I'm sorry. No, I like it. So I reach my hand through the air and make three swipes and raise a fire rub from my fingers. And I will now roll to hurl them at swordy Boy No Longer. Okay. Um that's a 12 no okay uh, that's over 20 that'll hit okay and then I'll just throw the re- next one and then see it failed so okay. I have one <laughs> alright okay so it takes 6 damage uh, so now this
1: thing is mad and it is uh, still gonna keep attacking Fran because that is still its closest target that'd be 14 shit <laughs> yeah that hits <laughs> okay. Yeah, it grabs you. You are just. You're, oh, no. Have, make a strength oh, no. save to see if you're trapped Having in his claw a bad again. Day. That's 11. No, that does not. You're trapped in his claw <laughs> again. 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 Oh, Lord. Uh, and it is going to try and uh, poison you.
0: Oh, yeah, I passed it.
1: Um and now it is Corbin's turn.
0: Cool. Well, I'm not gonna use that other spell again. I'm gonna move my damn moonbeam, and I'm gonna be very careful. Uh, she's in the yeah. I'm gonna be very careful. She's in its claw. Yeah. I'm gonna move it towards its tail, its butt. So it's gonna have to whip all the way around and reposition itself to get her in that moonbeam. Okay. Yeah. So you have to make a Constitution scene. Right. No. No. Yeah. Suck it. <laughs> I'm gonna get right up in its little get booty. Up on that booty.
1: Uh, and that is nine points of damage. Okay. Alright, right, Laika, you're up. You have been knocked prone, so you have to use your movement to get up. What if I misty step again? (laughs) I guess, yeah, if you want to
0: use that. I feel like we'll rest after this, right? Yeah, so I'm going to do misty step and attack again. All right, natural 20. All All right. damage. 21. Oh,
1: it's dead. Yay! Alright, All right, so Laika, you misty step back up to this thing. You step up. And you just chop its head right off, cleave it in twain. And it falls from the giant claw onto the forest floor as the burning woods behind it crackle. And so as, as Fran and uh, Lyka are getting down off this giant claw, the goddess and Zerun come running out of the woods. And Zerun says, we saw fire and smoke. What has happened here?
0: What's everybody looking at me for? (laughs) Uh, We got a cool sword. Well, Mary, you're like a force of nature, right? Can you, like, help me do something about this? Can she, like, give me, like, extra juice? You guys could try it. Or maybe you could help me do it? I can already shape water, but not enough to put out this fire. The goddess nods and signs I haven't tried before,
1: but now seems like a good as time as any. Um All right, And cool. she takes your hands in hers and you feel a moderate amount of extra power. And as you attempt to shape the water and pull it from the lake over to the forest fire, the entire lake erupts in a geyser and just drenches everything around it. The forest fire is put out.
0: Crazy Mary strikes again, I say, giving her a pat on the back. <laughs> Wild card Mary. That was insane.
1: <laughs> and, uh, the goddess lets go of your hands and just holds up her hands. I high five her hands.
0: <laughs> I put her on my shoulders.
1: So, you know, earlier you saw there was a patch of earth that looked like it had just recently been disturbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the geyser has rubbed away some of that fresh earth and you can see there is a horde of gemstones and <gasps> uh, corbin dives for it <laughs> it looks like this is these are the gems that were pried from the shields and the columns and they were buried there yes uh,
0: slow your roll well i'm gonna let you you do you but I am going to just do a quick investigation check on this sword. Yeah, Corbin mm-hmm. doesn't wait. Corbin <laughs> dives for the gems.
1: All right, now let's have 1,500 silver pieces
0: of uh golden jewels. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, Fran also goes over there and she holds open her bag of holding. Can we, can we <laughs> split that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: let yeah. split between the three of you. 500 silver pieces
0: each. Cool. Goddess gets none. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we probably shouldn't give her...
1: Well, she didn't right. do any of the fighting. Well, but
0: she did the watering. Oh, true,
1: true. You guys, I mean, that's up to you
0: guys. I, she's, I think we she's should. Not, she's I an think. NPC. Yeah, but like... I give her one silver piece. <laughs> we'll buy her stuff. This is weird. I'm going to give her my share.
1: Um, the goddess politely, as you try and offer her the money, she signs like, I don't really know how to buy things even. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's a it's a really steep learning
1: curve, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> she she pushes it back into your hand and says, I, I appreciate it, but please, you hold on to it. You risked your
0: life. I say, all right, I'll guard this for you, so to speak. <laughs> I take my one coin that I gave her back. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, rolled an investigation check, and I didn't do well. So I'm going to say... Hey, guys, uh, what do you think about this old pointer? I'll roll, like, Arcana on it. That's over 20. Okay. So, this is the protector's blade. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> what you can tell about this blade is that
1: it is a holy artifact. Okay. And that this blade gives
0: plus three to defense. Okay. Uh, so, to your, to your AC. Okay. So... If I had that, that would be fucking dope as hell. Or I could carry it around. <laughs> yeah, it's just nice <laughs> I I, if don't, anybody needs I can't use it, but... I do not want to switch from my greatsword. Oh, that's fair. Because it's plus four slashing. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to carry this for now on my back. <laughs> it's just just for fashion. How? Yeah, but it's going to give me plus three, right? Yeah. Great. I need that. <laughs> so I, I hand it off to you. Well, I already have it. Well, I I say it's yours.
1: All right. So just as you guys are like, oh, shoot, this is a really cool sword. And Fran, you're putting it on your back and you're sort of modeling for everybody. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: oh, cool. Look at me. I got a sword. And you hear a hail and well met, travelers.
0: Now it's David.
1: (laughs) What a battle. And you see, coming out of the woods with his beautiful, gorgeous donkey, it is the one, the only, the dashing Dawson and his beautiful deal donkey. I don't want to wait for my life to be over. And you hear this music playing as he makes his entrance. And he's applaud, he's claps slowly as he walks in. He goes, I have not seen such a display of might and magic in all my days. Ugh, it was truly exciting. Have you been following us, Daniel? It's Dawson. And no, like I said, I am always around when there is a deal to be found. And I believe we had a deal. And he walks up to you, Fran, and holds out his hand for
0: the sword. Dirk, before you take this... It's Dawson. I need to know, Dirk... If I give this to you, can we trade it for the Bracers of the Bull later if we want? Uh, Well, mm, we'll see. (laughs) It depends on how I
1: feel. And I mean, it depends on if some ungrateful, ingrate travelers would possibly deign to remember the name of a lowly merchant (laughs) who offered them
0: is such a deal but we'll see for now I will take that sword thank you very much and you're gonna give us the location of the tower check your map it's already there <gasps> I pull out the map I look
1: yeah and as you like pull out the map he just sort of very cleverly takes that sword out of your hands and the tower of Wauvel it is to the north of where you are now just on the edge of the farah mountains in deep in the forest near there
0: is it on track for like where we would be going like in our S- sort, can sort of that? can we see that map yeah so we should probably go to the tower first just because otherwise we'd have to double way way back and then go to the temple of yule after agreed yeah jam on toast oh,
1: well now my business is concluded Dawson says and like while you guys were looking at the map this sword just sort of vanished and he it's
0: is inside the donkey <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: farewell travelers may
0: you always find me when you are in need of a deal I wave without looking and I say yeah bye Lawson bye Dennis bye Dixon <laughs> you'll never get that sword back farewell
1: <laughs> No, I'm not a geography person. Um mound? mound? A, a knoll? A hilly knoll? Yeah. A, a knob? No, that's a penis. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> I can't stand that reaction. <laughs> I've killed cat. <laughs> Hey, it's your pal Mike Shea from the website Sly Flourish and author of the books The Lazy Dungeon Master and Sly Flourish's Fantastic Locations. I'm going to be hosting a brand new show on the Don't Split the Podcast Network called the DM's Deep Dive. Each month, I'll be talking to a member of the D&D community about a particular topic of the game like encounter design, tools for improvisation, and game pacing. You can subscribe to the show through iTunes, on Twitch, or on YouTube. Join me and we'll all work together to make our games fantastic.